0: Today, we're featuring our conversation with photojournalist and documentary producer, Spike Johnson. It's the first of a three-part series on how to become a well-rounded freelancer. In this first episode, Spike talks about how photographers, documentary writers, and videographers can get access to stories worth telling and sharing with the rest of the world. The key lesson, gaining access is difficult. Find a way. You are very well accomplished. Um, I didn't even take the time to look at your website until after we had a chat. Um, And obviously you've been photographing a lot of serious um, stories uh, across the world. Um, And um, clearly you've been published, your work has been published in a lot of uh, publications. And um, I guess, Maybe we start with um, just how long you've been doing the work you're doing, what type of work you do, and then we'll jump into uh, I guess the first topic that I want to talk about, which is um, kind of developing access in order to tell the stories that we want to tell as photographers. Um, but I'll let you jump into your um, background a little bit.
1: Sure, man. Um, so when is it? Was it April? Now, May... This year marks ten years of freelancing, so that's how long it's been. But before that, um, I did a master's degree in journalism, which was two years. So maybe that's twelve years of being a journalist if you count that. Before that, I was a. Um, I worked doing photography work and general kind of um, graphics based works for. Um, design agencies really so i kind of have a background in design as well a little bit wonderful um general digital content um or general digital media i suppose and before that my first degree was in fine art so oil painting wow yeah it's been a funny progression
0: (laughs) But it, I think a lot of these worlds work work so well together um, because I had a friend who was a fine art photo a fine uh, I wouldn't. I don't think he'd consider himself a, a fine artist, but um, he had the talent to go that route if he chose to. Um, but I quickly understood that once you understand how colors work in the art realm, you're able to use that knowledge in photography and other spaces as well, design. Um, so I'm sure a lot of these things kind of marry well together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Color composition. And all, it's also been nice to bring kind of a fine art aesthetic, a painterly aesthetic to, to, to photography to be with. Um, and it's, and also, you know, as part of my first degree in fine art was was oil painting, but was also r- mucking around with old film cameras so and I still use film cameras today, and I do find that often it's an aesthetic that um new clients will gravitate towards if they look at my current website. Mm. you know often they'll say well can you do can you make our stuff look like that? Can you use that aesthetic on on today's narratives mm. um, so it just continues to overlap. It's nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. Are uh, you working primarily in film photography now or is it just like a, a supplement to your work?
1: It's a supplement, really. Honestly, mostly, probably 90% of my work now is video. Oh, wow. Interesting. I'm away from photos a little. Um, so my regular workflow now is I'll shoot video and I'll have a film camera with me, so I'll just shoot um still 35 mil for myself just to keep the uh the you know the um what's the word i don't know keep me sharp i guess Um, yes 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 keep me interested as well uh but when i i find it difficult to sell clients on film photography they often want it they Mm -hmm. want the look but they can't they either can't wait for Development or scan, they can't pay for development and scan the time it takes, and they also can't. They also want more yield, so they want one thousand photographs right. rather than ten. <laughs> yes,
0: um, there's a lot to to play around with there. Um, yeah. Um, so I wanted to speak about um, access. Um, I think it's one of the things that is very integral to the work of a photojournalist or a documentary photographer um, without access to maybe, you know, the organizations or clients or um, the people to be able to tell the stories that you're interested in, you're not making any work um, in the space that you want to. So uh, I'm wondering with your um, decade now of experience, um, how have you been able to from the very beginning kind of build on um access to the stories that you wanted to tell i mean can you speak a little bit about that
1: yeah um i'll speak from my perspective as a documentary producer i suppose so um i'm not sure it's applicable to every journalist i it's it's applicable to to Documentary photographers, videographers and possibly documentary writers as well and what the the idea really um, with these stories or these projects is to um, portray as much or create as much empathy between the audience and the subject and the best way that I've found to do that um, is to get as close to the subject as possible for as long as possible within the realms of, um, time and money. Really. Those are the constraints. Uh, so an ideal scenario would be to live with your subject for a a week or a few days and sleep on their floor. Um, but it requires, again, it requires time and and a lot of trust as well, you know, and also a little bit of risk. I, I did, I made one story, Ten years ago, now this is my first story, the hmm. first paid story that wasn't attached to a, a, a an educational course. There was a a, a group of um, what would you call them? They call themselves gypsies. In the U.S., I recognize that the term gypsy is perhaps seen as derogatory. Right. For them, that that's how they self-identify. There, they were historically they're Irish descent now live in in the in the uk and they travel in um trailers you know so they're they're kind of nomadic but they they uh to take a lot of hassle from regular citizens and from the mm. police and they're often moved on pushed off of land and accused of theft and accused of you know a nuisance this one group though um 20 years ago they bought themselves 10 acres of land so they said okay we'll uh will uh'll we'll settle down and we'll be good good citizens and'll we'll abide by the laws so they bought themselves these ten acres of land and uh they lived on it for ten years um, and then the the local council decided this was just outside London. They decided that the land was valuable and they wanted the land back they wanted mm. to use the land for something else so they started trying to push these gypsies hundred gypsies off this off this uh plot of land um at which point Um, the Gypsies didn't want to go. So they began building concrete walls. This was quite fast. Over like a month, they began building concrete walls and putting barbed wire on top. Wow. Barricaded themselves and scaffolding. Um, And then English activists began hearing about this and saying this isn't quite correct. So they began moving into this site as well. Um, And then journalists began to hear about it. Uh, And I wanted to go because it was clearly unjust. So, I mean, this... And, and this is the story of access, right? So you, sh- I showed up to this place and at this point it looked, it's in the middle of the countryside. It's a rural setting with a concrete fortress in the middle. Right. With a lane leading up to it. It looked like a castle, you know, with a, with a, with, uh, fences and a yeah. this stuff. And it was dug in, um, and at that point you have to find out how to get in physically, how to get into those walls and then emotionally, how to stay there long enough. And so I found one of the guys who was, who lived there, who was going in, going back in with some grocery supra- supplies. And I introduced myself and I said, who I worked for at that point, it was nobody because nobody had bought the story. So I just said what I wanted to do and where I wanted to put the story. Um, and he put me in the back of his transit van, a uh, panel van, put a mattress on top of me because we wow. had to go through police roadblocks wow. and the police were looking in the back of his van for weapons or for people hidden or something like that um and then i got and then i got in there and he let me out of his van and he said go and then you go and do whatever you want to do um and then i slept rough for a a week and then one of the other gypsies had a derelict caravan that they let me live in for a few weeks Mm. anyway then that's that's how it is you show basically you show up and you ask permission and you're super nice and then hopefully people understand your intention good intentions and then people let you in Mm. i hope that answers something
0: that's such a i couldn't have thought of a better example to like (laughs) illustrate the point of access, because um, I always question, like, how do people get to the point where, you know, they find the person that um, allows them into this um, allows them in to be able to tell this larger story. Um, There has to be that one person or, you know, the one entity or organization that grants you like a permission. Like, you know, when you're able to introduce someone and say introduce yourself to someone and say that, oh, I'm shooting this for this publication for The New York Times, that immediately kind of grants you some sort of, you know, access to to um be able to tell the story because now you have a back end um as opposed to oh yeah i'm just doing this story for me um some people kind of
1: push back on that um absolutely i find when i'm doing stories just for myself which i still do um the access is much much harder if i if i cannot say i'm with x publication uh and if you if you are trustworthy and you're not and you don't want to lie to people which is you don't want to start off from day one lying right. to anybody <laughs> uh, it's a difficult it's a difficult thing to overcome because then you have to say well i'm doing this for myself but i would like to put it it requires more trust from your subject yeah yeah but that's when trial and error comes in Is it's not being afraid of rejection the first person that you ask for access might tell you to go away the second might also tell you to go away you just keep if you want it then you just keep going until somebody says yes. How
0: long do you think um, is ideal to continue to go on, you know, along with that process of taking rejections and then, you know, how long is it good enough to say, all right, maybe this project is not going to go anywhere and I need to park it and go move on to something else if you're not getting that access that you, you want?
1: Um I'd say until, um as long as you're personally excited about the topic because um once that goes then then there's nothing you have no personal motivation left right, right. uh also some stories are are really hard I'm trying to make one at the moment with um with an outlet about um survival bunkers mm. so they they have this they have this section about um, expensive industry. So we identified an an expensive industry in, um, you know, nuclear bunkers basically for residential homes or, you know, um, and they can cost up to 10 million, something like that. They're they're real expensive and people sink them in the, in their backyards or in a field and in a field. And we've got, the manufacturer will will allow me to visit and to film. The problem is then to make the story really work, we need a um, somebody who has a bunker in their backyard. But then the problem is that these bunkers are supposed to be secretive because they're supposed to guard <laughs> the the owner against societal collapse or something like that. Mm. So they don't want me there because they think I'm going to blow their cover, which is not, no, not necessarily – there's ways around it, but perhaps this is an example of a story that – is is just impossible. Hmm. We, we might have to drop it.
0: Yeah, which is but, interesting because um, you have that, you have um, the the green light with the um, company, but you would imagine that would like carry enough weight to just like allow you all the way in.
1: I know. Yeah, I think also it's a it's a it's a question of okay, so how much effort have I put into this? True. How much effort can I? F- you know, it's a, it's an investment, isn't it? And at some point, perhaps you uh, you don't make a return on your investment. Yeah. Not that I'm necessarily financially motivated, but
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, um, one of the things that I've run into um, is the very question I just asked you, which is, you know, you try so many options to tap into this story that you want to tell. But at some point, it just seems like it's not going anywhere. The passion is there, but the resources and the people and the organizations you're tapping into just aren't necessarily doing anything to kind of push the story forward. And then, you know, you don't have real access to anyone who, you know, um, kind of is the sort of entry point into telling that story, the larger story. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, at that point, you know, this was a couple of years ago, I felt defeated. was <laughs> just like, I, I don't think this story is going to be told. So I'm just going to park it and let it sit. Um, and it's just it's been, you know, like that. Um, so, I mean, what would you recommend as a way to kind of get over that hump of just feeling like defeated after trying so many different um
1: options yeah it's hard isn't it um approach uh try it from a different angle i suppose and also um also patience i think you know so and maybe we'll come to this later on is how to package things up and how to sell these projects probably one thing i'll mention there that overlaps here is you know you want to make a you want to make uh A set of 30 images and a and some writing to go with it and hopefully it's experiential and all those things so maybe it's maybe if you hit a hump and you can't find a way in there's always a way in you just have to find it you have to find the you know you 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 have to approach it from every angle and maybe someone's left a window open over here or you know maybe there's a guy And I don't mean that physically, I mean, (laughs) metaphorically, I guess, guess. you know, maybe there's just the the guy delivering the groceries who leaves the door open a little bit and you can sneak Mm. in. I'd also say by, by when approaching a new project and trying to find a way in, um, slowing, slowing your approach right down, being really patient, it, it will help with access because you won't seem so, um, on edge I suppose around the subject, but also it will force you to become friendly with your subject and the people around your subject. So for example, if you are, um, I mean, if you have the time, if you have a year, I mean, why, why not have a year? Why not have six months? You know, then you, then you can, um, you can make friends with, with the people, with the group. Yeah. And over time, they'll trust you. If you keep showing up, Either physically or electronically, I'm not sure. Maybe it's a if it's a group that meets physically, go along three or four times without a camera, meet everybody, then they'll then they'll feel that you're not a threat.
0: Right, like, right. You're that, not there to do a job um, all the time.
1: You're not there to take. That's yeah. it. I think yeah. you're at least there to to give as much as you're going to take. Right, right. Those have a, been the strongest. The strongest stories that I've done have been have been where I've where I've spent a year,
0: on and off, in involved. Yeah. And are are these? Uh, would these uh, be personal projects, or would these be like uh, assigned projects that you take on the responsibility of continuing to show up?
1: Um. No, the assigned projects are never a year long. So it's either it's a, either a personal project that's been long, and it's turned, and I've sold it afterwards it's turned into an assignment or it's been a very short assignment that i've realized i can just i can then turn into a personal project right 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 i think that's where the magic happens honestly people often ask me you know how do i get assignments how do i sell my stuff that's not that that isn't the um not that it shouldn't be the emphasis but in terms of Um, making valuable contributions to perhaps documentary media, um, personal, um, you know, introspection, giving back to communities, where the magic happens is in those long personal projects. Mm. It's just being able to do them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because I imagine you have to figure out a way to support yourself while you're taking on this long documentary project.
1: Yeah, for sure. That's the hard bit.
0: Yes. Um, and we'll talk about that.
1: Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I
0: think it's, it's, um, it's something that's necessary, um, finding a way to maintain longevity, finding a way to create through that slow and patient process of developing um, a bond and a relationship with the people that you are photographing. Um, I think if you're a documentary photographer or a documentary producer like yourself, um, you want to kind of find a way to collaborate with um, the people you're working with, and not just like you said, just showing up to take and just ghosting. Uh, yeah. um, that's not yeah. a way to build a rapport with you know with anyone.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'd say. I mean, if you do, it, if you can do, it, if you do it correctly, your subject will be phoning you and texting you on a Sunday when you're trying to relax with your you know significant other yeah and then and then and then it gets annoying the other way because you're like man i don't want to take that call right now (laughs) that guy's crazy but uh yeah i'd say looking looking for as many access points as possible i this is that's pretty general because well what what was your what was your story on
0: My story at the time was on um, sort of links to gentrification, local gentrification, um, where, you know, um, small businesses and uh, lands were being bought up and sort of replaced with, you know, uh, residential units and hotels and things of that nature. And, you know, locally where I am is very like, it, it caters to a small... Community and a small diverse community, you know, um, which happens to be the poorest um, section of where I live um, on Staten Island in New York. Um, so my focus was kind of on this neighborhood um, to kind of like just like highlight the last, I guess, um, section of New York City that was like yet to be gentrified, um, and one of the last few. Um, where, you know, everyone kind of escapes to uh, after they've been priced out of all the boroughs of New York City. So um, I kind of wanted to document the effects of um, what was going on locally and, you know, how families were going to be displaced. You know, there was a lot of research done on um, the amount of displacement that these developments were going to have on the local neighborhoods. And I just tried and tried and tried to really find a way in, you know, I tried to photograph the construction process of some of these developments. And, you know, I tried to connect with some of the developers that didn't work. And Ooh, yeah, then, that's tough. yeah. <laughs> and this is, you know, from someone who's very new to documentary photography. This was like when I decided I'm going to be a documentary photographer. Okay, so let's tell a story. And that was the first story I was trying to tell. Um, So I just didn't know where to even start. Um, So I just was kind of like, I tried the developer side that didn't work. I tried a local organization who kind of works with um, uh, vulnerable communities um, that was kind of like in the zone that would be getting um, redeveloped tried that. That didn't work. I didn't get far enough in to like really connect with people in the organization. Um, then I tried a bunch of like, just like, uh, reaching out to friends and people that I know who might be dealing with, you know, um, some of these issues and that just didn't work either. (laughs) So I was just like, I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm out of options. Um, and I just didn't know where to go with it.
1: Yeah, that's hard. I think the I think the developer angle there would be real tough.
0: Yeah, because I just wanted to, I wanted to showcase kind of like a multi. Um, I wanted to go at it from a multi-leveled approach, where you know you're covering the development aspect and also you're covering like the very personal and intimate story uh, stories, um, and then maybe picking one or two families to like follow short term for like maybe five years and seeing where that leads uh yeah it was very I think I was kind of like you know trying to do too many things at once
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that would be the that would be the angle I'd love to see is also I think historically just as a historical record I think people would like to see I me mean, maybe you don't even need to show if you know if you if you can predict a a, a rough future maybe it's just hanging around with one or two of those families yeah
0: yeah but figuring out which families would be um or like how you connect with these families was also the difficult question um i just didn't really have any access locally to any anyone really so that was hard
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. That is a difficult one. I, the only thing I, how would I approach that? I'd probably just go and hang around down there a lot more. Look for like community. Is there any like community? Maybe I'm telling you stuff you already know. No, 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 no.
0: This is good. Um, These are things that um, someone advised me actually to just go sit in on community meetings. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, I didn't do that. So maybe that was the last, <laughs> maybe that was the thing that was missing from my, my approach. Um, sitting down on a lot of different community um, meetings and just tapping into to those spaces and showing that, hey, I'm someone who cares about this story um, or just being the person to pitch that story in a community me- uh, meeting and um, waiting for people to, to respond um, and ad- identify with um, that issue. But I, yeah. I didn't do that because I was. Kinda, I, I think I was mentally checked out at that point.
1: That's an interesting one. You, you could even do it electronically. You could, you could yes. find a, yeah, you could find a community message board or a Facebook group perhaps, and introduce yourself. Say I'm local. I want to document this place while it. Maybe not. Maybe have to choose your words carefully. But I, I would imagine, I bet you, people will empathise and and pull you in. I don't yeah, know. I would.
0: Hope no. so. That's a, that, I mean, I think that's a great um, suggestion. I think, like you said, you have to try everything from every different angle until something gives. Um, there's no other way to to approach it than than through trying.
1: Yeah, it's a bit of a nice story though.
0: I think so. I think so. I think it's um it's something that I've always wanted to to kind of follow. Um, I think a lot of stories don't necessarily. I think a lot of stories highlight it but don't necessarily follow it long term um or short it's short term i don't know um you know you follow your own curiosity and you see where it leads and that's what i was trying to do
1: there's a um i can't remember the photographer it, it's maybe like uh it's an old project maybe it's 15 years old or something but he photographed a um farm community it was it was really nice, man, and it's right it's right up your alley, I think. You photographed a farm community. It was like an old farmhouse on loads of land. Just a I think just a man and his wife and maybe their children, um, that was set to be demolished and turned into townhomes, I think. Wow! So we spent like a year on this farm with this old couple, photographing just their daily life. No, no, like nothing rock and roll. Just Love like life. them cooking breakfast, them going to bed, him on the tractor, you know and it wouldn't those photos they're beautiful but they they don't have any teeth to them until you see the other side of the story where once the townhomes were built he spent another year photographing the same like gps coordinate wow from the perspective of the town so then you've got a subdivision and you've got kids and kiddie pools and you've got you know parents going out in the morning to commute in their dodge challengers or whatever wow I'll send you a link. Please do. Um but it might uh, maybe it will get a, maybe it will relight that fire for you.
0: Yeah, I think that would be really um inspiring. I've been following uh, Matt Black's work in oh my God, California. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so that was my main um that was my main entry point into documentary, besides like Knoctoway's um work. Um uh, Matt Black was like my first like I love what this guy's doing and I think this is exactly how I want to do the work that I, I I want to do. Um, but yeah, that is going to be, I always love rabbit holes. So I hope the link you sent me will, will send me right down that path.
1: Uh, (laughs) Matt Matt Black is killer. Of course, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. What, what? Yeah. I mean, if if you're aspiring to Matt Black, you're on the the right path, man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, did you see, um, Nat Tway's documentary from years ago. I think it's just called War Photographer. That was the the
0: very first, that was the my entry into documentary photography, um, yeah. seeing that work. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> this can be done not only with intention, not only with um, just utter empathy, um, but also artistically. Um, there's so many layers to just how well one can tell a story, um, that really resonates and yeah, that, that was something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. uh, That was amazing, wasn't it? That, that definitely, uh, offered me some motivation also. Yeah. Mm,
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, do you have any parting words with regards to access? I think we touched on, um,
1: quite a lot. Yeah, not really. I'm um, I, I hope I, I hope that's specific enough tips. It's difficult. Find a way. <laughs> Beautifully
0: summed up. <laughs> find a way. Yeah. It's difficult, find a way. That's it. I think you know,
1: Um Yeah, be, be patient, make friends. Be patient, make
0: friends. Well Alright. That's the first episode. We are talking, pitching and selling photo stories in the second installation of this mini series. I hope you'll tune in next week see you then.